0: Hello Texas Values friends, this is Mary Elizabeth Castle here to you on a Friday and you see that I have headphones on and that means we have a very special guest on the radio show today. Uh, We have Emily Gao from the Heritage Foundation. Emily Gao is an attorney who has defended religious freedom for the last 14 years. She has worked on behalf of victims of religious freedom violations in East Asia, the Middle East, Europe, and South Asia at the State Department's Office of International Religious Freedom and Beckett Law. Previously, she worked at the United Nations and Latham and Watkins. Gao also taught international human rights law at George Mason University Law School as an adjunct law professor. She earned her A.B. degree in Near Eastern Civilizations and Languages at Harvard Radcliffe College and her J.D. at Harvard Law School. Ms. Gao, welcome to the Texas Values Report yes we're very glad to have you because um because of your work on religious freedom but also your work on children and some of the issues um regarding children in relation to the gender identity issue um for those of you who are listening you may be aware of that the heritage foundation had a summit called the sexualization of Children summit where they discussed the dangers of gender identity being pushed and kind of uh, forced on to uh, children and kind of the dangers of what that does. Um, as some of you know, the Texas State Board of Education is in the process of rewriting health standards. And in rewriting those health standards, they will be looking at sex education. And with that, uh, Texas Freedom Network has been pushing the gender identity issue and sexual orientation issues on children as young as elementary age. And Ms. Gao, um has a lot of knowledge on this issue and kind of the dangers of pushing this on young children. So Ms. Gow, we were talking about um, gender identity and sexual orientation kind of being um, enforced and kind of um, taught to children at a young age um, to indoctrinate them, and I just kind of wanted you to tell our listeners, um, you know, the background of that and why it's being implemented um, in schools um, into children at such a young age.
1: Well, people should understand that the curriculum that is being taught to children around the country that teaches them the um, incorrect idea that they could be trapped in the wrong body—that this is a campaign by elites, by well-funded organizations like Planned Parenthood and the Human Rights Campaign and GLSEN, the Gay, Lesbian, Straight Education Network, to indoctrinate children in really what is a, a political ideology of transgenderism. Um, and so parents need to understand that you know this is really a battle against elites who have a tremendous amount of money and political power, and they're trying to teach children that if you have gender dysphoria, which is confusion about gender, that the correct way to go is down the path of gender reassignment, which is a very dangerous, Um, medical path that leads to long-term harmful consequences to children.
0: Wow. Uh, That's very good that you mentioned some of the groups that are trying to, you know, influence uh, the gender identity movement. You know, we saw here in Austin how Planned Parenthood uh, tried to implement their curriculum in the Austin school districts. Um, It was stopped, thankfully, to a bill that was passed Last session, but in that curriculum here in Austin, uh, they heavily push teaching gender identity to children, as young as third grade, um, and so it's very important that you know parents do know like this is a political movement. You know, it's not really something that is about the well-being of children, and in that, you know, you talked a little bit about the harms. You know, it's not as something that actually helps children, actually harms them. Can you explain a little um, how it harms children?
1: Sure, well, first of all, gender dysphoria is a real condition that some people struggle with, and that is a deep sense of confusion about um, their, their d- deep sense of discomfort with their bodies. And children can struggle with gender dysphoria, but the question is, how should the gender dysphoria be dealt with by medical professionals? And there are many medical professionals who say that the right way to deal with gender dysphoria is to allow for watchful waiting, allow this child to develop and go through puberty and become an adult and do not do any harmful procedures to the child while they are still a minor. But unfortunately, there is now a dominant discourse in the medical profession that has very much come from the political movement that I just described, which forces children down the path of gender reassignment or sex reassignment. And that starts children on the process of puberty blockers um, as young as age eight, and going on to cross six hormones. Um, and then ultimately it can take them down the path of surgery. We've heard of girls as young as 13 years old being given double mastectomies. And also there are also other um, bottom surgeries. And obviously, these are um, treatments that have long-term and irreversible consequences. In the case of going directly from puberty blockers to cross-sex hormones, you're really sterilizing the child and um, foreclosing any chances of them having their own children.
0: Yes, those are some very good points. Um, We actually had a young boy here in North Texas whose mom actually was trying to have him go through the surgical and medical process of transitioning um, to a girl as young as six years old. And the judge actually in the ruling uh, said that there was not enough evidence to prove that he actually had gender dysphoria, you know, at that time at six years old. And so I think that's a very good point to raise, um, that even if with this medical issue of gender dysphoria, that, you know, for period of time doctors and medical professionals, you know, have not recommended, you know, these surgeries. But I think it's even more important to note that, you know, should this be something that's taught to all children, you know, even though gender dysphoria, you know, is a condition, you know, just like I heard, you know, at the Heritage Summit, you know, even if you have a child who's diabetic at a school, you know, you don't cause every child in that school to think that, you know because they're thirsty or because, you know, they have low energy that they could possibly be diabetic because that would cause, you know, hysteria if every small symptom, you know, made them think that they had diabetes. And so in the same way, you know, is it even healthy to teach all children about gender identity and are there problems with the way that it's being taught in schools?
1: Well, again, I think it's important for people to understand that
0: this is a political movement.
1: And what they're teaching children about transgender ideology is really a political concept. Um, gender dysphoria is a medical concept, but transgender is a political and like concept. And there's absolutely no need to teach children about transgender theory at a young age. And it is harmful and it's dangerous because, as we see it in places like California, the children were taught the, the myth that you could be trapped in the wrong body. It actually traumatized them because they were too young to understand that what they were being taught and some of them would home crying because they thought they could be sort of magically changed into the opposite sex. This is incredibly confusing for elementary school children who aren't
0: really at a stage where they can distinguish between fact and fiction. Yeah, I think that's a very important distinction, you know, for parents to know. I think there's been a lot of emotion, especially, you know, from the groups here in the state of Texas who are trying to push this in the state standards that, you know, all children need to know this and that it's for the well-being of them. But, you know, as you said, you know, it can actually confuse children and the way they're teaching it is in a political way. Um, Even in the curriculum in Austin, um, they told kids to, you know, advocate for this issue um, instead of just, you know, teaching them uh, the standards of sex education. Um, So, you know, we've talked about kind of the harms of it and, you know, why it shouldn't be taught. But are there any efforts um, with the Heritage Foundation or other groups um, to try to uh, bring to light, you know, this issue? I know here at Texas Values, we're trying to educate, you know, people about this issue and kind of, you know, that these uh, topics are being pushed on young children. But, you know, what can parents do um, if they, you know, are concerned about this being taught, you know, in Texas schools? Well, in
1: addition to the Summit on Protecting Children
0: from Sexualization that we held in October,
1: we have some main resources for parents to have is the National Parent Resource Guide on the Transgender Movement. And they can download that for free. Um, it was discussed at length at the Heritage um, event that you mentioned. And it's the National Parent Resource Guide. And that is a, a how to guide for parents to learn about the transgender movement to combat the imposition of of transgender curriculum or any comprehensive sex of education curriculum in their schools, and also to become aware of legislation, like the federal legislation, the Equality Act, that would add sexual orientation and gender identity to the 1964 Civil Rights Act, which could pave the way for imposition of um, sex, sex ed curriculum that would include information, harmful information about transgenderism in schools. I also think it's important to recognize that this is an issue in the California presidential um,
0: phase. It was
1: discussed during the LGBT town hall, in which Elizabeth Warren was asked what she thought about the California um, LGBT curriculum, and she wholeheartedly endorsed it and said that children around the country should be taught about transgenderism um, in all you know all ages at school.
0: Oh Wow. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a political movement. And for the National Parent Resource Guide, um, is there a URL for that that parents can go to? You know, yes. So parents definitely um, go to um, the Heritage Foundation um, to find out more. And uh, you can find, hopefully, a link to the National Parents Resource Guide. But actually, we at Texas Values have some hard copies of the National Parent Resource Guide on the transgender issue. So if you're listening and you're in the Austin area, feel free to contact us and we can mail you a guide or give you a guide in person. And it's a very informative guide. It talks about a lot of things that Ms. Gow talked about, how it's a political movement, how, you know, teaching this to you know, children at such a young age actually traumatizes them. Um, And it gets into other issues um, of how, you know, kind of pushing this in schools leads to, you know, the privacy issue of boys, you know, being in girls' locker rooms and shower rooms. Um, It leads to the issue of boys competing on girls' sports teams, which is another issue that has come up with the um, transgender issue. And so it's a very good guide, and I think it's really important for parents to realize you know, that this is something that is going on and that it's um, something that's even on the national level, like Ms. Gow said, you know, with the Equality Act and even with the presidential candidates, I think for the first time ever, I saw, you know, that there was uh, an LGBTQ town hall for, you know, a presidential campaign. And so this is a very important issue to watch out for um, here in Texas. And If you want to know more, uh, please go to the Heritage Foundation and please check out the Human, uh, the Sexualization of Children uh, Summit that was held in October. I believe that is on their website and you can learn more about that. Well, Ms. Gow, thank you so much for coming on the Texas Values Report. Um, We really appreciate you coming on and sharing your expertise and just shedding the light on the transgender movement and how it's being used um, to kind of indoctrinate children and how it can be harmful to them thank you all right well we really learned a lot today about uh, the transgender movement on children and how it's affecting them and so as I said before, you know the State Board of Education is in the process of rewriting the teks for health education, and that includes sex education and something that Texas Freedom Network and other organizations are really trying to push is sexual orientation and gender identity in this health standards. And it's really important for parents, you know, to pay attention what's happening at the state level. Uh, People say, you know, what happens in Austin is just Austin. But what happened in Austin could happen at a statewide level because of these groups trying to push this, you know, um, in the teaks. And so it's very important for you to be aware of what's going on. So they're in the process right now. And with this process, they're gathering together work groups and these work groups will be going over the standards that the content advisors wrote earlier in the year and for the work groups uh, you have to be nominated uh, you don't have to be nominated you just have to apply and you will be chosen by your state board of education uh, board member uh, the application is online uh, but if you want to be on a work group uh, please email uh, Texas Values at policy at txvalues.org. So we can connect you um, to the website where you can apply. It's very important that we have good people on these work groups because uh, some of these activist groups are getting their people to be on these work groups. Um, There are a lot of applications from Planned Parenthood to be on these work groups, and they are trying really hard to add in gender identity and sexual orientation um, into these health standards and the health standards didn't have these things before. And so it's very important to note that that you know you had State Board of Education members who for several years did not think that this was necessary um, or that this was something they needed to teach but you know, all of a sudden you have the left pushing really hard to have these things implemented at a statewide level. And so what happened in Austin won't just stay in Austin, you know, if we allow this to be carried away at the state level. So it's really important that if you're a former educator or if you're a health professional and you care about, you know, the preservation of innocence for children, if you care about, you know, the issue of how trans, teaching transgenderism to kids at a young age could lead to, you know, surgeries, it could lead to all these things that Ms. Gao talked about, and you are really concerned about that, then you should be on a work group. And so uh, there are a few work groups left, you know, they've had three meet already. Um, I've looked over the standards that they've written. And it's, it's very important that we have good people on this work group. Um, There have been a couple of things that, um, raise some concern. And so it's very important we have good people in these work groups to who are not afraid to go in there and say, you know, I really care about children and we shouldn't have these things in the standards. So again, if you want to be on a work group, please go to uh, well, actually, you know, instead of going straight to the Texas Education Agency website, actually email us at policy at TXValues.org. Uh, when you do that, you know, tell us how, you know, you're concerned about children, you're concerned about this issue. Tell us your background. Uh, tell us, you know, if you're a former teacher, if you're a nurse practitioner, if you're a doctor even. And, you know, go ahead and send us your resume Um You know, you don't have to be an Einstein to be on a work group, but it will be helpful if you do have some good credentials that just make you seem like you're a very credible person, but you also care about children. So please do that. Please be on a work group. And of course, we'll always keep you updated on what's happening at the State Board of Education. They will be meeting um, later this month um, for the first time this year. Uh, However, uh, we do not know what topic will be discussed at the next meeting. But, of course, stay tuned to find out if they will be discussing the health topics. Um, But that's it, you know, on that issue. And it's very important, you know, for parents to be aware of this issue, that it's a political movement. And it's a movement that's, you know, the intention of it and the very heart of it is to push a political agenda. So it's very important um, that you're aware of this and that. Um, you're aware that, um, you know, it can actually harm children. And in further news, you know, in further way, you know, to prove that it's a political movement, uh, we discuss, we have, you know, done, you know, an open records request on um, AISD. And we've looked into some of the communications that they've had with these political groups, these international political groups on the sex education and, There was communication between the Canadian abortion provider and Austin ISD officials. Um, And so that's something very important to know that, you know, that it's a political movement. It's being influenced by other people. And we also, you know, know that they tried to hide that. They tried to say that they were just going online and finding materials that they thought was a best fit for children. But that's not true. They didn't just go online. They actually were in communication uh, with these foreign abortion providers. And these foreign abortion providers weren't just going to give it up for free. I mean, they they said that these materials are copyrighted, and that you actually have to have a formal agreement to use our materials. And that's something that uh, was very deceptive. um, In the meetings, you know, you had officials saying that, oh, well, there wasn't communication. There wasn't a formal agreement. Um, we just got this off the website, but we found out in the open records that that was not true. Um, we also found out in open records, this is also related to the transgender issue, you know, about the drag queens. We found out that even the drag queen who read to the kids at Blackshear Elementary School, he was concerned himself in text messages that because he had... Um, a conviction for prostitution that he didn't feel like it was even ethical for him to read to children, but he went through it anyway under the pressure, basically, of the librarian uh, to read to children, and they went around school rules to allow him to read uh, to the children. He was supposed to wear an identifying name tag. He didn't wear that, you know, with his costume. Uh, he signed in like everything else, but somehow through. The Partners in Education program, even going through that, his conviction, you know, didn't even matter to them. He was still able to read to children. Uh, You found out in Willis ISD through the open records that, you know, the drag queen there uh, didn't even have a license to actually apply makeup, you know, to kids. Uh, He wasn't a licensed cosmetologist, but he was still invited as a guest speaker but why? Because it's a political movement. He was a part of the teacher's personal political soapbox, and that's why he was allowed to come and interact with students and to kind of promote, you know, this issue of transgenderism and the drag queen lifestyle uh, to kids in that cosmetology class. And so please pay attention to what's happening. Uh, Pay attention to these open records requests. Uh, I know a lot of people are looking for that golden nugget to just like really get back at the schools but there's a lot of good information coming out of these public records requests and kind of the main idea you can get from it is that you know it's it's a political movement like Miss Gow said you know it's it's mostly an ideology you know it's el- elitist viewpoint some of these teachers really think that you know all children should think this way all children should be this way so it's very important for you as a parent to advocate for your parental rights, you know, advocate for your child, um, and advocate for all children to actually be, you know, saved from, you know, this indoctrination that, you know, really is not for the benefit, you know, of children, but is for the benefit of the LGBTQ movement. So we just want to end on a positive note after going through all of that and going through uh, kind of what's happening with kids today in our country. We want to end on a positive note and just say we're, Happy at Texas Values to be in a new year. Uh, Last year was a very eventful year for Texas Values, uh, from having the legislative session in the beginning to ending with the Austin School District with the sex ed curriculum with the open records request. It was a very uh, event-packed year, but we couldn't have done it, you know, without your support. And so we're thankful that you supported us from January to December and that you tune in. Uh, every Saturday morning, or you tune into our Facebook Live every Friday morning. And whether it's me, Jonathan, and the beginning of the year, whether it was Nicole, I think James has even been out here once, you know, you still come and listen. You uh, look for our guests, whether it's someone as prominent as the Heritage Foundation or if it's someone local, you listen to us and you support us. And we're so thankful and grateful for that. But in this new year, we have so much that we're going to have to do. Uh, We have the SBOE coming up, as you heard. Uh, We still have Austin ISD that we're fighting for. Um, There's so many things that we have to do in 2020, and it's going to be a big year. Um, We're going to have the primaries coming up. We're going to have an election coming up. We're going to have the convention uh, later in May, and so we really need your support. So don't stop supporting us. Uh, go to txvalues.org, hit that donate button, uh, anything you can give, we will be happy to receive it. Um, we just really appreciate you always, you know, supporting us. And if you haven't supported us financially, you definitely should consider it. You know, um, we are out there fighting every single day, every single day, you know, for your values and for your rights. And, You know, the left never sleeps. They never stop. And so it's really important that, you know, you consider, you know, supporting this, our efforts here at Texas Values. But I just want to make sure that, you know, you're having a good new year. And thank you for listening to the Texas Values Report and have a blessed day.